You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's say hello to another member of that fine broadcast team. It's our friend John Harris, sideline analyst, Texans Radio Network, Texans team channel here on TuneIn. John, thanks for taking the time. Let's start with a little bit of league speculation about the future of Bill O'Brien. How do you view what's going on with the head coach of the Texans? As you know, yesterday he was definitive saying he'll never resign as the head coach in Houston. Oh, I I absolutely believe that. I've talked to Bill both on and off the air uh, about that, and and he's adamant. Uh, He will not not resign. Now, that doesn't mean that Bob McNair – may make a decision uh, to, to go elsewhere for 2018 and beyond. But he said, and, and he believes this too, and, and one of the reasons why he said he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't quit on his team or wouldn't resign is that he loves this team. And, and for good reason, with what he has coming back in 2018 with Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless coming back in particular, uh, Deontay Foreman as well. He really likes coaching his team. You know, there are some NFL coaches that think that they like certain aspects of their team. He, he really, truly loves coaching this group of guys. And obviously each year is a little different. Uh, so next year we'll have a, a, you know, an infusion of some young players, some free agents, I would imagine. But I know Bill really wants to come back. Now, uh, is, is everything a, a bouquet of roses every single day? No, but Rick and Bill get along and they've, They've done some good things together. They just haven't been able to get over the, the, the hump. But this year has been just so injury-riddled uh, throughout. I mean, even depth players have gone down. So uh, I, you know, I don't know what to make of it from the league. You know, it's interesting because there are a lot of people throughout the league that think they have an idea of what goes on inside the building because they listen to sources of sources. But nobody's really talked to Bill about it other than the people here in Houston. He said – Look, I'm coming back. If Bob and Gary wants me, I'm coming back. When you look at the direction of this football team, uh, going back to how the quarterback position has been, uh, I think, the, 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 the most glaring issue uh, now that they have Deshaun Watson. I asked you this question before when you came on a few weeks ago. Who would be first to go or who's most needed? And we kind of went around the Marbury Bush and obviously came to the same conclusion, which I think we all can agree. It is Deshaun Watson. Do you think they finally got to the point where they're saying to themselves, you know what, now that we have our quarterback, let's just go in another direction in a sense of getting the message out to this football team and trying to build around the vision of someone new with already having a quarterback in place? You know, Cordell, I can see that theory. Absolutely. Um, I think there are a couple things to, to take into account when, when looking at the, the Houston Texans. First of all, Bob McNair historically – now, it doesn't mean that things don't change going forward, but historically, he has been, uh, he has been apt to stick with his guy, with his coach. Gary Kubiak, going after the 2010 season, I, I, was, I was pretty much 1,000% convinced it was a fait accompli that Gary Kubiak was done after the 2010 season. And then he comes back and wins AFC South in 11 and 12, and like, wow, okay. Uh, you know, he saved himself. And, of course, in 2013, the bottom completely fell out. So Bob stuck with him in 2010. Uh, there were some people that wanted Dom Capers out earlier uh, than, than he was let go. So Bob has been not as quick to make decisions uh, on, his, on changing his personnel at the top and the GM and at the head coaching position. Now, 
look, Deshaun Watson is he's a straw stirring a drink. And when it was tweeted out the other day about Bill coming back, Deshaun Watson tweeted, and I want to be, and I want OB with me. So if Deshaun is the most important straw stirring a drink, well, that guy wants Bill O'Brien next to him. And, and look, some of that is I've learned this offense. I know how to run it. Uh, we're just going to get better and better. We work well together. And there's always, no matter what, there's always the fear of the unknown going forward. But Deshaun has said, I want to work with OB. Now, that's a pretty loud voice to be able to say, I want him with me. And that's what he's saying publicly, but also privately. You know, Deshaun has said, I like working with OB. I want to continue doing this, and I want to go forward and see what we can do. And I think it's a shame that this year we could have seen what they could have done in year one, gotten some more experience, I think gotten into the playoffs in the AFC, and ultimately uh, gotten ready for 2018 and been a Super Bowl contender at that point. I still think they're going to be a championship contender no matter what happens because they do have number four. But number four wants Bill O'Brien back next year no matter what. Will he get his wish? I think we'll find out very soon. John Harris from the Texans radio network and the Texans team channel here on TuneIn. John, have there been any updates on J.J. Watt's rehab from the leg injury that wiped out this season? He is actually wasn't supposed to walk until middle of December, and he started walking the end of November. So he's a little bit ahead of schedule. I think there's been optimism about uh, what he's been able to do and what he's going to be able to do over the coming weeks, which I think will accelerate things. But I think it's, it's, it's fascinating to think about, the in a, in a bad way, of course, what J.J. did to his leg. In fact, his ACL, given everything that happened to him, the ACL should have torn. It should have torn, and that actually would have been a better situation for him than actually what happened because his ACL stayed intact it shattered his leg, and that's made this comeback much more difficult than a simple run-of-the-mill, if you could say that, torn ACL. But all indications are that he's ahead of schedule, which he's going to need to be to be able to get to week one, like he said he wants to in 2018. But, look, it's now uh, – and I thought about this the other day. In 2015, the playoff game against the Chiefs, he left early. In 2016, he made it through three games. In 2017 – he made it through, well, what, four games. And so from that standpoint, he hasn't finished a season since 2014. And that's, that's fairly remarkable to think about, that he has not been able to finish that season since 2014. If he makes it through 2018, then it's going to be a situation in which he's made it for the first time in four years. So I don't know if they can count on J.J., but I think they'll be able to um, – They'll be able to uh, know what they have probably the next few weeks to know if they've got to go look at defensive line of free agency or the draft. John, when you look at what DeAndre Hopkins has been able to do, uh, he has 80, 80, what, 88 catches, tied for second in the NFL, 1,233 yards, second in the league, as well as 11 TDs, first amongst all the catchers in the game. Tell me how... How good of a year has it been for him considering they're going back to the, the merry-go-round of quarterbacks? And obviously this would happen by default, uh, but yet he's being consistent. He's catching the football. He's not as disappointed as he once was, but he's now back in the driver's seat of being the go-to guy on this offense. Yeah, he's, he's been unbelievable, Cordell. And I'm, I'm sure you played with some incredible receivers over the years. 
that could you know do the toe tap, the toe drag on the sideline. And I think DeAndre is one of the best I've ever seen do it. And his hands are so strong, and he's so strong. You know, he's going against Jalen Ramsey, and, and look, I think Ramsey's the best corner in football. I think he's one of the top three defensive players in all football, and he tracks DeAndre wherever DeAndre goes. If DeAndre goes to the bathroom, Jalen Ramsey's going to go with him. But Ramsey gets away with a lot. He is very physical. He clutches and he holds and he grabs, and he is very, very physical. And there was a play on Sunday where DeAndre was holding off, was being held by one arm by Ramsey, and he was catching the ball with the other. And I'm like, how does he do this? This is incredible what this guy is able to do. And it was funny today, our, our PR department tweeted out a stat that said that DeAndre threw 14 games. I think he's got 93-plus catches, 1,300 yards, and 12 touchdowns. Through 14 games, there are only five other receivers that have done that. And it's Jerry Rice and uh, Randy Moss and players of that ilk. That's the kind of year that DeAndre's having. And when he tweeted out, he said, thanks to Tom Savage, Deshaun Watson, and T.J. Yates. You know, the other guys, you know, Randy Moss had Randall Cunningham for a full year uh, when he had that great – he had Tom Brady in 2007 for the full year. DeAndre Hopkins has done it with about a dozen quarterbacks, which is phenomenal. And so that's the other reason why I think Deshaun Watson is so valuable is that he can create even more synergy going forward with DeAndre Hopkins, with Will Fuller, with Bruce Ellington, that he, he lost over the last half of the year. But you can see it building. And I think when you have Watson and Hopkins – making music together going forward, it's going to be unbelievable no matter who's leading the charge at head coach, GM, et cetera. You got Watson and Hopkins, man, they're going to make some sweet music together, no question in the future. John, last one for me. You saw the Jaguars for the second time in person on Sunday, and they were ferocious against the Texans once more. How dangerous could Jacksonville be now that we know they're going to the playoffs for the first time since 2007? Yeah, very dangerous, Brian. I I didn't think week one was a fluke, but I did think there would be some regression to the mean in some sense for for Jacksonville. That has not happened. The defense plays at such a different rate of speed. They're so much faster than anybody that that I've seen this year. The secondary is outstanding. There's nowhere to throw. And when you have guys like Miles Jack, nobody talks about these two guys, Miles Jack and Selvin Smith, they're such safeties. That they run like safeties, and they play linebacker. And they play linebacker really well. So you're playing against guys with so much speed. And then Clayus Campbell, A.J. Boye, and Barry Church have come in as free agents and transformed that defense. And, and think about this. Eight of the 11 starters were acquired by Jacksonville 2016 or 2017. In just two years, that defense went from being, oh, this is not a really good unit, to this is the best unit that I've seen in probably four or five years, putting it on par with the 2015 Broncos uh, in units like that. It did it in two years, and it's going to be that way for a while with the youth that that group has on defense. They're legit. And as long as Blake Bortles doesn't get in a situation where he just completely craters, they're going to be a really tough out for the Patriots and for the Steelers. We've seen the Patriots. I know that defense would be tough on Tom Brady. We'll see the Steelers on Monday on Christmas, and we'll see what they've got without Ryan Shazier and without Antonio Brown. But I got a feeling the Jaguars, having already beat the Steelers, they could give anybody in the NFL a run with that defense and with some of the speed they've got at receiver.
And as you'll recall, they induced five interceptions from Ben Roethlisberger in the road victory at Pittsburgh. John, great information as always. I know you're going to be working on the holiday as the Steelers come to Houston on Monday, but hope you and your family have some time to enjoy Christmas. Absolutely, boys. Happy holidays. Thank you very much. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.